Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Open Conversation podcast. And today I want to talk about uh, just a few of the ways in which we prevent ourselves from being loved and supported. So something that I'm working on uh, personally at the minute is really making sure I'm setting boundaries around what I want and don't want. For instance, and this is a huge one for me because, first of all, I didn't even realise I could do this. Second of all, it made me feel really uncomfortable thinking about doing this. And third of all, it's hard to know how to actually word it in a way that um, kind of doesn't push that person away. So... When, for instance, when I'm opening up to someone, when I'm having a conversation with someone, a close friend, my partner, a family member, in fact, anyone, what I don't want is them to offer me advice. If I'm sharing something with them, what I don't want is them to then is for them to start sharing something about themselves. What I don't want is them to try and offer me another perspective. What I actually want, and I've only realised this over the last, probably over the last six months or so, is what I actually want is for them to just listen to me. I just want to be seen and heard. Like the most important thing for me in my life right now is being seen for exactly who I am, which means that I have to create the safety inside of myself to be able to show up as exactly who I am so people can actually see me. And the moment that I share something about myself, something that feels vulnerable or even something that doesn't feel particularly vulnerable, and that other person then starts offering me alternatives and advice and sharing their story. What that does for me is make me feel unseen and unheard. Now, I also understand that the reason why we do this is to try and... um, is to try and connect with that person. You know, we offer advice, we, you know, we want to help them, you know, we want to offer them new perspectives. Sometimes we do that because we love them and and we genuinely want to help them. Other times we do that because we don't actually know how to communicate and um, build connection. And there's also a part of us that feels uncomfortable when someone comes to us with something that does feel vulnerable or does feel um, that, you know, may be painful for them. We, we find it hard to be with people in that kind of space. So we want to try and bring them out of it because we don't want to be in there with them. And what I've realised is the... The default isn't 
<coughs> the, sorry, the, the default isn't that people just want to see and hear you. Like, I, I, when I first became aware of, like, how much it irritates me when people offer me advice and give me perspectives, I, I started to think, like, well, why should I have to, like, tell them, you know, please don't offer me advice here or offer me perspectives. Like, please, can you just listen to me? I, I used to think, why, why the fuck should I have to say that? Like, surely these people should just know. And while I do actually still believe that, you know, as humans, the default should just be listening to people unless they specifically ask for something from you. It isn't. That isn't the default. So what I've come to realise is I have to, uh, I, I have to assert myself. And I, I have to, you know, allow the other person to support me and love me how I want to be loved in that moment. And that means telling them exactly what I want and need, you know, in that very specific moment. Because if I don't, and I just say, well, fuck's sake, like, you know, why do people just keep giving me advice? Or, you know, I... Why do they just keep giving me new perspectives, new perspectives, or telling me about their stuff? That's not what I want. You know, instead of me staying in that kind of victim mentality and being frustrated and, and angry, and <laughs> the alternative is to just ask them what I want. And I want you to really think about this because. This shows up in multiple areas of my life. And I, I, I want you to really think about where it shows up in your life. I'll give you another example. When you're doing something and, you know, you might be struggling with this thing and your partner doesn't offer to help you and you get more and more frustrated because they're not offering to help you, and, you know, you can really feel the rage starting to bubble up. And then they say something to you completely, like, you know, unrelated to what you're doing. And you snap at them and you, you or you give them a tone. And they're like, well, what the fuck just happened? What about if when you start doing that thing and you start struggling and, and you want help? What about if you just said to your partner, hey, is there any chance you could just help me right now? Wouldn't that be so much easier? That way, you're actually allowing your partner to support you and love you in that moment. And you're also creating deeper connection. Because you're saying, hey, this is how I need to be loved and supported right now. Can you do that for me? And then they get an opportunity to love you how you want to be loved. Because the thing is, we're, we, li we live our lives so much in our own heads. We're constantly thinking about our own stuff. And this isn't a bad thing. This is just how we're wired as human beings. 
But at the same time, because we're constantly thinking about ourselves, oftentimes we keep people out. You know, we don't allow people fully in. We don't allow people to really see us and hear us and, and love us. And we have all these assumptions and all these expectations. And actually, what I've come to realise is, it's just a way of us to avoid being vulnerable and asking someone to love us and support us how we want to be loved and supported in that moment. And the reason why we do that is because we have a subconscious belief running the show that was created in our childhoods all around us being unlovable and unworthy. So what we do is we we tell ourselves and oftentimes we we tell those closest to us that well I would do that for you. Well in, instead of using passive aggressiveness, what about if we actually just opened up a conversation with that person and just said, hey, that, that's not how I would do things, but I recognise that we're all different. But until we actually heal that core wound of I'm unlovable, we won't be able to do that. Because we already believe on a fundamental level that we're unlovable, why are we going to allow someone to really see us, hear us and love us? We're not. We already believe that we're unlovable. So we're going to sabotage every single, every single opportunity we potentially have for someone to love us right now. And this happens in the most subtle ways. And the thing is, if, we're, if, if we go through our lives with this, like, passive-aggressive, like, self-righteous... Um, well, that's not how I would behave. I wouldn't do that. I would do this for you. Like, you know, if, if we live our lives with that kind of energy running the show, do you really think that you are going to be loved for exactly who you are? Because what you're doing by living your life in that way is keeping people at arm's length anyway. Because you're projecting this... Like this, I'm better than you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't live my life that way. I wouldn't do that. I would do this for you. And, um, you know, just really think about how that energy, 
being received would feel. You know, if, if someone was being like that towards you. You know, and, and in the most subtle ways, like if, if you were just sat on your phone on the sofa and, you know, like your partner was doing something and, you know, you were just completely in your own world, like texting away or scrolling or whatever, and your partner suddenly got really angry with you because you weren't helping them. And then they were like, well, you know, I would help you. How, how would that make you feel? You'd be like, well, fucking hell, like, I didn't even realise. And, you know, a lot of people would think, well, you should realise, you should know. Like, until we actually are willing to stop living our lives on, like, based on assumptions and expectations and really allow ourselves to assert what it is we want and need we are always going to be disappointed. Always. Because it's not someone else's job to just know how you want to be loved and supported. It's your job to let them know how you want them to love and support you. So they can actually choose whether that's how they want to love and support you or not. Yet we live our lives based on so many assumptions because we're too scared to open up conversations. We're too scared to be vulnerable. We're too scared to actually assert ourselves and say what it is that we want and need. And really all that fear is, is a fear of really being seen because intimate, intimacy is scary. And it's also a fear of being rejected. Because if we don't ask for what we want and what we need, we can just stay, stay in our own little like, frust frustrated and like, resentful world and you know, make it about everyone else. You know, everyone else is a problem. Everyone else is to blame. Because that keeps us safe from rejection. But the irony of it is, while we are safe or it's, it's a perception of safety from rejection by other people, what we're actually unconscious to is the fact that we're rejecting ourselves. And we're rejecting ourselves because we believe we're worthy of being rejected. So we don't assert ourselves. We don't ask for what we want and what we need. Because the perceived rejection from others is far more painful than the way in which we reject ourselves day in and day out. Because we're so used to doing that. We, we've done that since day one. You know, when our parents wanted something from us and expected something from us, you know, and then we, we just tried to live up to their expectations because that's how we stayed attached to our primary caregivers. And that's how we, you know, made sure that we would always get their love by being what they wanted us to be.
So we, we rejected ourselves in our childhood. We rejected our authenticity. And we carry this through into every stage of our life. And it shows up in every single area. And when we don't actually allow someone to really see what it is that we want and need and really hear us, they will never be able to fully love us anyway because they don't know us. They don't know what we want. They don't know what we need. They don't even know who we are because we've got so much internal conflict about who we are and what we deserve that we're not even allowing anyone the opportunity to see us. This is why it's absolutely vital that we all do the work of healing. You know, the amount of times when I was feeling so unworthy and just not good enough and like unlovable and it, uh, my my way of dealing with that was the way in which you're praised for you know go out and get pissed and oh, you have good times oh, it's amazing it's fantastic like <laughs> or just jump into another relationship you know when someone breaks up with you and you're then experiencing all those feelings of unworthiness that have always been there inside of you, just jump into another relationship and then you can run away and ignore and, and, and avoid those feelings. You know, we, we live our lives just relying on other people and, and things to just make us feel better about ourselves. And that leaves us vulnerable. Because ultimately, other people and things and circumstances come and go. You don't come and go from you. Which is why the most important relationship you have in your life is the relationship you have with you. Even more important than the relationship you have with your kids. Because ultimately... Your kids don't learn from, uh, don't learn by what you're saying. They learn by watching how you're being. And how you're being is conditioning and programming your children to also have these same core wounds and beliefs. You know, your kids will also rely on other people to make them feel better. And imagine if we actually lived in a world where instead of praising someone for doing something... Imagine if we praised people for how they're being. 
imagine if someone was feeling a little down and they came to you and said, yeah, I've just um, started working with a therapist. Imagine if we lived in a world like that. Instead of seeing working on yourself and therapy as a last resort, and sometimes not even that. Imagine if we saw it as important as our jobs, our physical health. Imagine if we saw, saw it as that important that it was just an everyday occurrence. You know, you have a message from someone, they're like, oh, what are you up to today? Do you fancy meeting at three o'clock for a coffee? And you just drop into conversation normally. Oh, I can't do three o'clock. I've got a therapy session at two. Um, what about four? And they go, oh, yeah, four is perfect. I had a, an amazing therapy session last week. Imagine if those were the conversations that we were having. Instead of... What we tend to do is think that having therapy or, you know, asking for help is a weakness and like feeling shame around it because in our minds we should be able to, you know, have our lives together. Imagine if we lived in a society that was actually open to truth, ultimately truth. But we don't. We live in a society that is based on keeping us locked in our core wounds of I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy, Look at all the adverts you see on TV. It's all buy this, do that. You'll feel better. You know, get the man, get the woman. Like, you know, that's the kind of society that we live in. And if we want our kids growing up in that kind of society, then carry on as we are. If we don't, if we want our kids to grow up in a society where they actually love themselves, recognise their worth and, and their real value, not based on what they do, but who they are, then we have to start looking inside ourselves. Change begins within. We have to start reflecting on how we're showing up in our lives. How we're showing up in our relationships. How we're showing up in all of our interactions day to day. Now, what judgments are we projecting on other, on other people? Where in our lives do we feel unsafe to be ourselves and fully express ourselves? And as a result of that, how are we projecting that onto others? 
The moment that we start turning our gaze inward instead of outward is the moment that we start creating the society that we do want rather than the one that we currently have. So I want you to really think about how and where in your life are you preventing people from really seeing you, hearing you, and loving you for exactly who you are and how you need to be loved right now. And how can you start inviting those people closest to you that you love closer to you instead of keeping them at arm's length? 